Ohayo gozanimasu and welcome to day 16 of the Tokyo's 2020 podcast. This is our last podcast coming to you live on Sunday morning, Sunday the 8th of August. I'm joined by my two co-hosts for the last time this Olympic Games. Welcome, Tom Murphy. How are you all? Very well, mate. It's a fine morning in Sydney, raining, but there's one more day of Olympics to get through, so I'll be, I'm going to date with the couch. How about yourself? Oh, much the same, mate. I um, was watching the marathon this morning, um, which is which is always a great spectacle. Uh, it made me feel quite self-conscious about myself still being in bed watching those beasts go uh, 42 kilometres faster than I can run, probably 500. So, oh, well, what can you do? <laughs> and the uh, only man in the Southern Hemisphere known to... Ref a game and touch football while holding and consuming a meat pie. Avan the pie man, how are you? Yeah, very well, Ol. It's um, it's a bit of a new one recording in the morning. I've got a bit, a bit more energy about me, and I've had about a dozen less beers than I normally would have. So hopefully, uh, a bit more focused um, on today's events and uh, yesterday's review. So looking forward to that. Still an impressive effort to have six under your belt and it's not quite 11, so good on you. Righto, lads, we'll jump straight into it. Uh, looking at Saturday's review. So we got uh, we had the athletics kicked off yesterday morning, the women's marathon. We had Sinead Diver, she finished in 10th. Ellie Pashley, she finished in 23rd. And Lisa Waitman, who finished in 26th. Um, and then last night, two big events, um, the women's high jump, Nicola McDermott, she, of course, finished with the silver medal, which is an outstanding achievement. So another medal for Australia at the Athletics Stadium. Um, and Eleanor Patterson finished fifth. So it was a pretty good effort from those young ladies. The men's 1,500-metre final, um, which we've been, we've been sprucing for a few days now. Our big hope was Stewie McSwain. Unfortunately, he didn't have his best run. He finished in seventh. And his running partner, Ollie Hall, finished in 11th. Um, and then Al, we had the basketball last night. I know you're keeping a close eye on that one. Yeah, the bronze medal game up against the Slovenians at Doncic, we sort of alluded to the fact that Doncic might have been carrying a bit of an injury and he looked like that last night. He was pretty awful. Um, but as bad as he was, uh, that wasn't the reason that they lost the game. The reason we won the game was that our man Paddy Mills was absolutely on fire. He had 23 points um, by about midway through the second quarter and ended up with 42 points, nine assists, three rebounds. That's an incredible stat line. And uh Hopefully, hopefully he's coming back for, for Paris because we've got um, obviously big Benny Simmons uh, didn't want to turn up and play. He's been uh, playing a bit awful for the Sixers. I think he just want to have a bit of time away from the game. And then we've got Josh Giddy as well, who's um, going to be very impressive. He just got drafted really high by the Thunder. So a big win there for the boys grabbing the bronze. And uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing how this team continues to progress. Do you yeah, catch much of that one, Tommy? Yeah, I did. I, I watched most of it. Um, yeah, Paddy was outstanding. Uh, it was good to see uh, Joe Ingles have a better game. Um, I thought Matisse Thibel was, was very good in D, uh, as he has been all tournament. Um, but yeah, he's uh, it's good. It's good, you know, to see him too. He's, he doesn't really spent seven years in Australia. I think he's a young bloke, um, but he was born in America and for the most part raised in America. So it's good to see him. He was proud to wear the green and gold um, and put in some some really good efforts uh, over the tournament. So be looking forward to seeing him featuring green and gold again. Yeah, absolutely. Had us all wondering, Ben, who 
Um, 76, his 76 his teammate was just as good defending the perimeter and getting rebounds. So um, the stats from that game, Paddy Mills finished with 42 points, nine rebounds, uh, nine assists and three rebounds, which is an outstanding effort in a bronze medal match. And um, smoking Joe Inglis, 16 points and nine rebounds. Uh, so Boomer's first ever medal, which was a great result for Australia. Um, the canoe sprint, Al, again, the shipping lane. You were keeping a close eye on that one. Yeah, we had the two K4 500-meter semifinals and finals yesterday. So both our women's crew and our men's crew made it through the semis into the A final. Uh, unfortunately, the women finished seventh. Uh, so disappointing end to their campaign. Uh, and the boys didn't fare much better um, finishing up in six after being the second fastest qualifying boat through the through the heat. So a bit disappointing there as well. But, I mean, we've already won our fair share of canoe and kayak medals this Olympics. So we can't we can't have it all, you know. That's it, mate. Uh, the men's cycling team were in action in the Kieran. We had Matthew Glatzer and Matthew Richardson competing. They're both into the quarterfinals today, so one to keep an eye on on day 16. The diving, Casil uh, Rousseau, he made the men's 10-metre platform final um, but finished up in eighth, which was a pretty good effort to get to the final. Um, Australia's diving stocks just seem to be getting better and better each Olympics, so... Once upon a time, we were um, absolute nuffies in that sort of in those sort of events, but um, it seems to be like we consistently get people through to the final, which is good to see. Um, the golf uh, it was day four, so that all finished up, and we had Hannah Green finishing a tie of fifth th- with a score of thirteen under, and then Minji Lee she was tied 29th at four under. Uh, the men's swimming we had Eddie Fern. Oh, sorry, the men's modern p- pentathlon we had Eddie Fern. He competed in the swimming, the fencing, the show jumping and the laser run yesterday to to wrap up his campaign. And he ended up in 31st place. The water polo had the Stingers up against the Dutch in the the sixth playoff. The uh, Stingers girls had a very strong showing, beating the Dutch 14 to 7 to claim fifth place. So all in all, uh, quite a day on the Olympic front, but um, that Boomer's medal and uh, McDermott in the high jump certainly provided plenty of entertainment for their punters on their Saturday afternoon. Um, moving into the Sunday preview, last day, not a whole heap on. We had the men's marathon this morning. Tommy, you were keeping a close eye on that one? Yeah. Um, the Kenyan Elliot Kipchoge, uh, he sort of made a breakaway, probably 12, 15 Ks um, from the finish. Uh, and he just kept building on that on that lead, and he ended up finishing about a minute and a half to two minutes, I think, ahead of second place. Um, so he's the first man to ever go back to back and win to, uh, win Olympic golds. Um, so you know, just most of our listeners would be pretty familiar with him. He was the one that broke two hours in the marathon, first man to ever do that. Um, he's just a prolific winner, and it was great to see him back up back up his gold in Rio with a gold here in Tokyo. Um, our Aussies, I suppose, um, performed reasonably well. Liam Adams, I saw him crossing there in 24th, um, which is, you know, a great achievement considering the weather was, you know, it was really hot and humid there. So not conducive to running uh, great times. And I'm not sure how those boys prepared, but um, I, I can't imagine it was in the same humidity and heat that <clears throat> they had in Tokyo this morning. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, and then uh, we've got this as well this morning. We've got a bit of cycling action. Um, the women's Omnium with Annette Edmondson. That's kicking off at 11. 
Um, and then at 11.24, as I mentioned earlier, we've got Matty Glazer and Matty Richardson in the men's quarterfinals of the Kieran. Al, what, what else have we got on in Tokyo today? Not many Aussies in action, but a lot to keep um, the punters entertained. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's uh, still quite a few events. We've sort of got a lot of the, the gold medal games in some of the team sports. So running through that, uh, if you're looking for something to watch, you've got the women's basketball gold medal game, the US versus Japan. So it'd be great to see the hosts get one over the, those dirty seppos in that one. Then the men's water polo, the Greeks up against the Serbians. So there's some colossuses getting about in that. So um, always a good watch the water polo. Then there's also four boxing gold. So um, Cruz who knocked out Harry Garside the other day, he's up against another Yank in the lightweight. And then there's some big boys getting around in the super heavyweight gold medal match. And then there's also the women's lightweight and middleweight gold medal games. Obviously also got the group rhythmic gymnastics, the final stage is there. And then uh, one of Tommy's favorite sports, the men's handball. So the French up against the Danes there. That'll be an interesting watch. And then to wrap it all up, there's the women's volleyball um, of the non-beach variety. Uh, we have Brazil up against the Yanks in that as well. So could be a big day for the Yanks, but I'm certainly hoping not. Um, and then, of course, we've got the closing ceremony tonight. And then that's a wrap uh, for the Tokyo 2020 Games. What are we hoping to see at the uh, closing ceremony tonight, lads? I mean, we've all been to Japan and we've got a little bit of an appreciation for the Japanese culture. Tom yeah, I, or Al? Yeah, I'd want to see three things. Um, strong Zero, <laughs> Pikachu, and Goku. Yeah. I'm with you I, there, mate. I don't know if I can top that, to be honest. Um, I don't know. I, I think with the closing ceremony, you just want it short and sharp. Get the athletes in, get them to parade, let them get on the turps tonight. Um, you don't want too much fanfare. I suppose a little speech from uh, the, the, the French representative over there. I'm not sure who it is uh, that's representing them, but yeah, get it over and done with. Um, you know, maybe a few fireworks wouldn't go astray, but uh, I'm not asking for much. All I ask is for a tribute to the um, Japanese convenience store scene. So I want to see some, some sort of Lawson. Uh, family might 7-Eleven um, parading around. I think that that's that's what I tr really remember from our trip. Just on the closing um, ceremony yeah. as well, um, I see Australia's named their flag bearer for the closing ceremony tonight. So it's going to be uh, Matt Belcher, obviously won the men's 470 with Will Ryan. And he's, in fact, Australia's most successful Olympic sailor of all time. So uh, that's a great feat. And um, I'm sure a great honour for Matt and his family. Well, well deserved from Matty Belcher, good friend of the show. Um, so we'll we'll move on after the closing ceremony, um, and that's about a wrap for us, fellas. Um, we've got one more thing to do, and we're going to go through our Olympics, Tokyo twenty twenty Olympics Mount Rushmore. Um, so we'll take it in turns. Everyone chooses one to um, add to the. Uh, the Mount Rushmore, and then we'll decide on a unanimous one. Al, you go. Yeah, it's hard to top Paddy Mills. He's He's been awesome throughout. He's sort of put the boomers on his back. He's put the whole Olympic team on his back. I mean, I've heard um, numerous people interviewed and they say that he's the nicest bloke in the village. He makes time for everyone. And um, he's just an absolute credit to himself, his family and his country. So he'd be, he'd be number one up there. And unfortunately, couldn't get the gold, but a first ever Olympic medal and he was uh, right at the forefront of the Boomers campaign. So I'd have him up on the, on that big cliff face. Yeah, I like that one. It's hard to disagree. Um, great tournament from Paddy Mills. 
Uh, Tommy, who are you going with? Well, considering it is the Tokyo Oz 2020 Mount Rushmore, I think we have to have a bit of um, our own flavour in there. You know, potentially someone that uh, the rest of Australia might not might not come it might not come to mind first. But um, I've gone with Harry Garside, um, bronze medalist. Uh, he was, you know, defeated quite convincingly by the Cuban, but just the grace and humility he showed afterwards. Um, you know, it's it's not that often you see it in boxing. You know, most of them are fairly confident and and up themselves. But you know, he was very humble about his loss, um, and he seems like he he loves representing his country and his family in Melbourne, in particular his postcode, um, doing it with Nordica and TNs, a mullet and a leg tat. Um, you know, just I think it adds a little bit of diversity to our Mount Rushmore. Um, you know, because that's important these days. Yeah. Good one there. Um, so has there been Australia's equal most successful ever Olympics in terms of gold medals? And you bikes have both gone with bronze medal winners, so well done. Um, I've, I've gone with a gold, a golden girl, Jess Fox, in the uh, canoe and kayaking slalom. She, uh, of course, had a uh, very tough loss in the uh, kayaking early where she um, qualified fastest um, and then in the la- in her final run, she uh, nicked two of the uh, gates to just miss out on the goal by less than two seconds. Uh, real shame for Jess, but the most impressive thing about that, she was able to shake it off and then two days later take home the uh, canoeing uh, gold, which was wonderful to see after she finished in the uh, bronze at London and the silver medal at Rio. So it was a fantastic effort from Jess Fox to f- get that elusive gold medal. And that's the one I'm going with today. Um, the unanimous one speaks for itself, I think. Um, Australia's most successful ever Olympian, Emma McKeon. Um, of course, she took home four gold medals and three bronze, which is absolutely unheard of. Um, and she's going to go down in history as an Australian sporting treasure. Uh, your thoughts on Emma, Al? Yeah, I mean, I think it's already been said throughout the Olympics, but uh, absolutely super. She, I mean, I think... At London, she didn't even she struggled to make the team if she made it at all, and then so she's came out of that and taken two Olympics to become our, our best ever Olympian. So um, absolutely awesome. And then she also fits the category. So Tommy chose a bronze medalist, I chose a bronze medalist, you chose a bronze medalist, and of course Emma won the bronze in the hundred butterfly. So a bit of a theme there that it's not all about winning here at Tokyo's. Absolutely, Tommy. Yeah. Oh, look, Emma's. Um... You know, they can use any number of superlatives to describe her campaign. Um, I think I think it hasn't set in for most of us what she's actually done, um, you know, to overtake the likes of Thorpey to move into our most successful Olympian ever. Uh, and it probably hasn't hit home with her. And given the fact that, you know, she's only, I think she's the same age as us lads. I think she's only 27, you know, three years time, 30. Uh, you know, if she if she manages herself well, there's a good chance she'll be in a force to be reckoned with in um, Paris. So, you know, she can add to that um, tally even more. So, yeah, look, uh, it was hard to go past um, Emma when it came to this uh, this Mount Rushmore concept. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I think that's about a wrap. Uh, I think that's the third time we've said that today, but that's now actually a wrap. Um, just a couple of closing comments. Obviously, we've got the Paralympics starting on the 24th of August. That's always a good watch. This um, absolutely inspiring stories out there um, so we've got a couple of weeks to prepare for that and 
all looking forward to that. Um, and then, of course, uh, this podcast doesn't happen all by itself. We've got us three idiots on a Zoom every night, every morning. There's a lot of um, outtakes, um, a lot of gaps um, to fix up. And uh, given that we're not the best with our audio editing or uploading, um, uh, we've had the great man, Will Lemke, Ollie's younger brother, who's done an awesome job staying up late every night, getting them online and um, looking after all the socials as well. So big shout out to you, Will, for that. Um, I'm sure there'll be um, plenty of beers or um, something coming your way in the near future. Anything to add to that, Tommy? No, nah, no, it's just been a pleasure doing it with you boys um, and looking forward to Paris. That's all I can say. Yeah, the boys are going to be coming in hot. We're going to have a um, studio set up underneath the Eiffel Tower in 2024. <laughs> so um, really looking forward to that. And we'll see you in a few years. Yeah, thanks, lads. It's been a lot of fun. Um, and looking forward to doing it all again one day. That's a wrap from Tokyo's 2020. Au revoir.